And now, a word from today's sponsor, Body Armor. Welcome in, everybody. Another fascinating week for the Angels. We have a, a slightly different show this week for you. Uh, our fearless leader, Berg, will not be joining us this week. He has elected to take a spiritual awakening retreat to search for answers. The key question being, how can a team with two first-round picks and two six-round picks score less than 77 points twice halfway through the season? Uh, we're joined as always, by our producer, A.J. Ventura. Welcome, A.J. Hola. And big Oklahoma himself, Andrew Weiss. Excited to be here. Pumped to have you, man. There's a lot a lot we got to cover. I think we probably have to cover some combine training if, if we're handicapping, for sure. And, uh, you know, we got, we got some topics. So, elephant in the room, Henry Ruggs. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, and this, it just keeps getting crazier the more details that come out about this thing like dude was driving almost 160 miles an hour like almost 100 miles over the limit well he said a car like think about how fast you have like think about the impact you have to create to like blow up a fucking car well i i saw a tweet today that was he was driving 154 152 miles an hour and the tweet was like if you're going half that speed you'd be above the speed limit just about everywhere and driving up 77 miles an hour is really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So what a lapse in judgment. But it's kind of crazy. He's such a young kid. He, like, totally – he threw his life away. He's going to go to jail for a very long time. Right. Um, I think the minimum is, like, two years, I think someone's saying, at least. Two to – I think two to 20. He also – it's nuts. I just watched uh, a clip of, of car – talking about him about how he needs people in his corner he needs some love right now it's like yeah dude he does just took a life being a moron um but it's always crazy when like when sports media covers non-sports things because someone died and so don't make rugs the victim for being a moron yeah you know i know it's a little serious but it's kind of it's like they're 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 making Derek Carr look like look like a uh, I think it was like on the Sports Illustrated Instagram like his really thoughtful speech you know his his on the podium just like talking about how when he showed up to work today and Rugs wasn't there Rugs had sent him a text last the night before at midnight about his golf swing uh, he's like you know he's such a good dude it's like yeah 
all that's out the window though. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. And also the other, the other crazy thing, which I saw another, I forget if it was on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, but that photo had been going around of a member of say quarantine Barkley, Devonte Smith. With, oh, oh, with with rugs, right? Like, yeah, 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 doing yeah. like the, yeah. the basketball thing, yeah. and and every and because they had played a couple of weeks ago, and they they recreated that as like members yeah. of the yeah, I saw that team when they used to absolutely dunk on dudes at Alabama. Yeah, and how quickly can yeah can things change? It's crazy. Yeah, so nuts. Really. Also, like you know, just a kind of good reminder for all of us that like. It can change in a second, right? Like enjoy every, you know, 65 point week you put up because. <laughs> yeah. like what a weird NFL week through Tuesday. Yeah. And then now today with all the dumb shit going on today, between Rogers uh, quote unquote being vaccinated. And then well, he's immunized. Vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. Immunized. He's immunized. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if um, if our brethren working in the public school system in the Omar's Angels League are immunized or they're vaccinated. I think there was, I think there was a mandatory uh, immunized checklist that they had to had to follow. <laughs> also, and then we got Odell. His team just doesn't even want him. Yeah, apparently Odell might get cut. Like they're saying, like they might just get rid of him. He what a bomb. Straight up, what a waste of talent. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing is so stupid. Like his, what was it? His dad posted a video and then he was just like in the comments. <laughs> like, how dumb are you? Apparently, like there were Cleveland Browns that were liking the video. Like that's what I just heard. That like people, like the thing is like people are saying like, is this starting to divide the locker room? Like I came into the year super psyched about the Browns. I know that's a weird statement for anybody to make, but like, I was really excited to watch the Cleveland Browns. I thought they were going to be a really good team. I thought they would go like, you know, 13 and four or whatever. And they are not doing I mean, that. you have their whole starting lineup on your fantasy team, so. Yeah. But I had Cleveland Browns shares. The team is probably not going to do super well. 13 and four is a weird, uh, is a weird record. Touche. Is that because there's 17 games now? Or like, what do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just an unfamiliar, it's an unfamiliar record to end the season with. Yeah. Every record. Will be an unfamiliar record. I know the 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 part in my take guys talked about that before the season about like what's the weirdest like record based outcome of an NFL team this year with seventeen games. I think it's eight and nine. Like I think there are there there are no five hundred seasons anymore. I think that's kind of interesting. You could have a you could have a tie still in the NFL, right? That is a great point. Yeah. Are there any ties this year? I don't think so. Not yet. Like, was that last year or two Not years ago? Like, there were two ties in the first two weeks or something crazy like that. I'll say that was in the past couple of years. Sure. Why not? Should not be any ties in football. I agree. We need college over Yeah. Who was the quarterback that one year where I think like, the I Eagles I think the Sorry. Eagles tied and then the quarterback like in the post game was like I don't even know he could tie. And everyone just gave him so much. <laughs> That's right. I don't remember who it was, but I remember that quote. I don't blame him. I just think like college overtime is so much more like electric. Than oh, God. Yes. Yeah. And then you can get to a, 
you can get to a nine overtime game. Penn State, who's Penn State playing? Penn State, the Penn State game two weeks ago went to nine overtimes. I don't remember who they played, but yeah, it's like that stuff's crazy. That's bananas. Yeah. Anyway, on to on to other topics. Yeah. So we've got some awards. So I'm going to ask you guys: Should we should we do some awards and then talk some more, or should, like we got some things to discuss? So should we discuss and then awards, or should we awards and then discuss? Let's go. Maybe maybe a couple awards, a couple a couple points of discussion, break things oh. up, things interesting. All right. <laughs> I had Weiss. I had you in the game of the week this week. I thought that game between you and Heller was actually a lot of fun to watch. And I actually texted Kevin at halftime of the Sunday night game. I'm sorry that I jinxed you. But I was like, bro, like Jefferson's not looking too good. He had 0.8 points at halftime and Weiss was winning. And like, there was a legit shot that Weiss could have won if Jefferson just did the same thing in the second half. Obviously he had like a decent reception that I think just put him a little bit over the top. That was a hell of a game. Yeah. It's a pretty really lopsided, awful points total and some just incredible underperformance. From your team, you mean? Yeah, my, of course. I mean, yes, I'm one in seven. I, I forget the the my three year record, but Max just went off on me a couple of weeks ago with my, <laughs> my my history of late. So yeah, not a surprise. But yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson put up three points, three point one points for Kev. Noah Fan put up one point eight points, and then Eckler Eckler's a dude, huh? Eckler just runs hard. He's awesome. He is so good. Um, I also think though, like. Well, I think your team is, again, similar to last year, like better than your record. I think there are just some things you don't engage, like you don't want to engage with that are important for fantasy football. And this leads me into my Devontae Booker discussion. Like, Weiss, tell, tell the listeners how long I have been texting you about whether you want Devontae Booker. Well, let me put it this way. I remember when I picked Saquon this year in the first round, it was a huge, huge risk to take, right? And everyone said I, – I, I remember that pick getting questioned. And that guy is not – I mean, he hasn't played all that much. But he – when he was playing, like even in the games that he's played, he just does not look like himself whatsoever. Yeah. And the Giants' offensive line is horrific, and they've been horrific for a while. Like, God, Nate Solder is just, I mean, awful. But he just like – I always remember – hearing football coaches talking about running backs who just always fall forward. Just think about it, right? If you're like a six foot dude and you always fall forward, you're gaining another two yards on every play. Yeah. If you just go forward and like Saquon just hasn't, he hasn't panned out. And then obviously you guys know what happened to my, uh, the second running back that I took. And so when I was, when I was looking at my roster this year, I really, I went hard on running backs. I guess I took a, a stupid, chance on Saquon, which I think hindsight's 2020, but I don't really think I would have done anything differently. And, you know, with when, when AJ and I were talking, I thought I needed to shake some things up and try to get some more production out of the running back position. Devin Singletary started most weeks on my, on my roster, which is really bad. And I know I'm going to get flamed for not starting Melvin Gordon last week, who scored two touchdowns and rushed for 47 yards, but like he hasn't been great. And AJ was sitting on your roster for the first half of the season. So I don't know, man. That, I, that was one of the things we wanted to bring up. Before we transition Sorry. To, in the health gesture, and even the trade, because we're going to talk about the trade, I'm going to answer my own question and tell the listeners that I have been pounding Weiss for a month to give him Devontae Booker because I know 
that Saquon is like unreliable. And Devontae Booker is not that. You're right. Bad offensive line, no question. But Wayne Gallman last year had a stretch where he was like an RB24 or better for like, I think it was like four or five weeks in a row because at the goal line, Joe Judge runs the fucking football. Like he gets like, like running backs get touches at the goal. Anyway, he's still on sale. Like Saquon's got COVID now. So like, if you want Booker, I'm happy to talk. <laughs> Broker a deal on here. Who knows? But let's move into this trade, right? Cause there's, there's a trade that I think a lot in the league, given conversations I'm having with my sources, we're perplexed by, right? Yep. So AJ gave up Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon and a seventh round pick. Figured with that trade, you'd want to position yourself for next year, Weiss. But then you gave up two really strong keepers. Like Michael Carter was a keeper, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Believe you gave up two and a fifth. So I'd love – can you guys just walk me through what happened here? Like walk me through the conversation. How would you land on these pieces? Okay, so my, my thought process is don't come in last place because I've had – that's happened to me too many times. Okay. I'm, 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 play, I'm, I'm playing for welcome to the club. I'm playing for 11, um, which is just how far my fall from grace has been. And by the way, one of you, I think, Hasty, you mentioned before that my team is better than my record indicates. And I remember I was talking to Max about that a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, you had, you had a right to claim that. Um, Last season, I think I, I forget where I finished in points, but my record was trash and, and my point total was, I don't know, in the top top six for sure. Um, he's like, your team is trash and it's evident by the fact that you're, I think you scored 85 points less as of last week. Scored like 85 points less than, than, than the next best person. So you don't score points in fantasy, you don't win. My thought was shake things up this year, get two starters at running back and – Look, if I'm rotating and my backfield is some combination of Fournette, Melvin Gordon, and Saquon, I mean, you're not that's that's strong. And honestly, like what I'm seeing from DK's a DK's a dude and he's a special talent, no doubt. AJ and I talked about this, right? And AJ, part of your hesitancy was I don't love Geno Smith throwing the ball to him. Yeah. And you were you were conscious of that. But I don't know. I feel like every time I turn on the Seahawks, it's like it's always Tyler Lockett making splash plays. And so I guess at the time we didn't know how long Russ was going to be out for other than to say he was going to be out for some amount of time. And I thought, let me try to jump on this. My receiving core, you know, Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen. Devontae Smith is potentially a dude. Cole Beasley's like a yeah. another immunized guy. Um, he can potentially be he could potentially be a dude on every, on any given week. I thought that I was like solid enough at receiver that it would make sense to have three starting running backs on my roster when I've gotten absolutely screwed in the at the running back position the entire year. So I don't know. Playing for eleventh is hard to admit, but that's kind of what I and I think that's also the way that you approached me about it too. Is that you said up front like, look, I'm stacked at receiver. I just basically need someone to get me through missing Saquon. Yeah. So you were looking for like somewhere between 10 and 15 points of coverage for Saquon on a week to week basis. And Fournette's been. The thing that I keep getting. Fournette's been wild this year. Like he was supposed to be in a complete timeshare with uh, Rojo. And then instead, he's just the guy, which is something that I think Arians usually doesn't have. And we saw that earlier in the season. Like first, it was Rojo, I think in like week two or something like that. 
he was getting every single carry and then he fumbled. And since then, I don't think he's really been in the game at all, really, unless if Burnett needs like a water break or something. The thing I don't get though, and this is what I was talking about before with the, the head scratcher, you haven't started Melvin Gordon since acquiring him. Also, side note, am I the only one that thought this trade happened like years ago? It's only been two weeks. Yeah, it, it feels like this trade happened two and a half months ago. But Gordon has been solid. He had a great week. He would have given you the win against Heller, but he's just sitting on the bench. And so, is, I mean, immunized uh, Cole Beasley is on there too. But, I mean, Devonta Smith against Detroit, you really can't bench that going in. And I think you made the right decision starting Smith and Allen. But, but still, I mean, Gordon just getting no love. Yeah, but like, okay, he had – he had 47 yards on the ground. He had a receiving and a rushing touchdown. So, like, that's a very mediocre performance. Not, not, not right. any worse there. Single Terry <laughs> opted to go with. I don't know, man. I, there's nothing that I can say here that justifies any of the performance that I've put out in recent memory here in, 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 in Omar's Angels, which, which leads me to make a, a, a very, very important and specific announcement for the pod this week. So, are you guys ready for this? AJ, you can you can do a drum roll when you edit this. I've made the decision as a founding member of the league to open up, say, quarantine Barkley in the 2022 season in a co-ownership, co-management structure. Oh, baby. With someone who's going to be able to help turn this franchise around. I think sometimes slapping a new coat of paint on an old home or on an old car makes it look that much better. And even if just for the outside appearance, we're going to need to make a change here. You're losing ticket sales for sure. That's okay. <laughs> no one's showing up for a one in seven team right now. I'm effectively the Jaguars of the, uh, of Omar's angels. It actually warms my heart that the jets are not that barometer right now. <laughs> about, right now. This might be safely out of Jaguar territory for a minute. They're not the lines. <laughs> So that's huge. And I want to dive into that. So I'll go back to this trade because I think there's still questions, but you know, fr- fish was fringe guy. Number one. So who are you targeting? Like who's the guy? Yeah. Who are the fringe guys, you know, that, that you're considering? Well, when, when you distribute a podcast weekly to one to yeah. 10 additional people, uh, the listener base that we have here is just massive. And so I'm hoping that the world that will hear this, um, especially our, our sponsor, Body mm. Armor, um, I hope that we'll circulate this announcement and this news broadly. But well, there's, yeah, there are a couple, there are a couple of candidates that are kind of Omar's Angels adjacent that are really always interesting to to consider bringing into the fold. Um, but I agree with you that like fringe guy number one, Fish, um, you know, he's clearly added value to to Ian. I think what I've come to realize is I love football and I'm I'm very very attached to it, but I'm just objectively bad at fantasy football. And I need a little bit of support, and that's okay. You know, okay. that vulnerability is going to hopefully get me somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And so, uh, you know, maybe we should talk through just a couple candidates. Like one guy that comes to mind. I don't know if everybody in the league knows him, but like Pete Van Oot, the probably the least knowledgeable per, uh, football guy I know, or otherwise. Oh, okay, got it. All right. Um, any other candidate? AJ, do you have any candidates that come to mind? I know some that don't come to mind because we have awards <laughs> named after them. So maybe, uh, maybe let's keep uh, Lee and Sarami uh, 
out of the picture. Do you think if I brought Lee Finer into the league, that we could turn this thing around? Would that be more painful to folks to lose to a, a team co-owned by him? Yes, I would quit. <laughs> if you lost, you lost. <laughs> um, what you know, Richie Yost. Richie Yost would be a phenomenal ad. Just I feel like we're we're doing the same exercise that we've been doing in the group chat this week around yeah sports guys. From Poly Prep. <laughs> so huh. you know, hey, it's out there. Yeah. But I will say this. Well, yeah, okay. Part of what makes this league so fun is um is is the people involved. And so, you know, anyone that comes into the league in some sort of like co-ownership capacity um will be someone that will be proud and excited to have at all of the events that we do so mike DeAngelis is out there <laughs> mike i'm only the only other subscriber not involved in the league <laughs> um yeah we're gonna have to really rack our brain i mean there's so many people like former you know poly football players like michael Granji. um <laughs> <laughs> Could potentially be a good option. Torres? Frank. <laughs> Torres would be a fucking wild card. Wild card. We would have to go through and maybe spot check some of the old episodes too, just in case if somebody threw a sideways joke that may, uh, in fact, get yourself buried underneath MetLife Stadium. Yep. Uh, so that maybe well, on the short list. Yeah. I'm putting, I'm, I'm just putting it out there that a search committee. Uh, is being hired. We're going to interview candidates. Who's part of the committee? One, one and only, right here. Okay. Um, so it's, it's not the committee that chose Polly's headmaster. Different committee. Different, different committee. <laughs> coach Fontaine is recently looking for a coaching job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bring him in house. Um, oh my god! <laughs> Does anyone know anything about that? Actually. No, I, I I I just shake my fucking head. I love Fontaine. He's such a good. He's guy. such a good yeah. guy. That's a bummer. I don't know what could have happened. Well, anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. I thought that, that would be an important and, and exciting announcement for the league. I think I think so, we should have a session where names are suggested. Like we yeah, should like, have a suggestion box. But they have to be in the same order of uh, first name, last name, and then first name has to be the. Uh, start with the, the same letters as the previous last name. name and the one before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not Coach Alexander Alexander. You were football anyway. Alex, oh my gosh. Well, anyway, there's a lot of candidates, a lot of people that know this group. I don't know if this will extend to Rose and Glenn, but um, you know, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm putting it out there, showing a little bit of vulnerability. Maybe you try to snipe John from Ropes. Wow. Maybe that's the move. It's not fish from Ian. Fish has gone wild. Like this is another topic for this pod, but like the trades yeah. that are coming out of the out of the bomb squad camp right now are baffling. The trade offers, I should say. Trade offers, yeah, for sure. It's a little um well, let's just get it. It's it's I don't want to say eye-opening because it's not like really revealing any new information, but it's more like eye-opening. Like I have to make sure I'm reading the text messages coming from them correctly. Cause they're just fucking outlandish trade offers that I've been getting. Outlandish offers. And I, I think what it is, is I'm not sure if this is more like Rain Man genius at play or if this is, you know, 
the Hollywood stars fall from grace, who's like desperately just clawing to stay relevant because they've got, a, you know, a very disappointing point, point total. The team is in the shitter. Their record's fine. They might make the playoffs, but there's no way they make a run uh, without any kind yeah, of help. These guys, are, these guys are finding out that they're on the bomb squad and they're just walking away from the game. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to Calvin Ridley. <laughs> he's just giving up just giving up football entirely. And I think they're like no more Aaron Jones keeper. No more. I think this is Calvin Ridley's last year as a keeper regardless. Like we're going to yeah. see bomb squad's true colors next year unless they make some moves. That's right. And without two first round picks, however many second, third round picks I had that year with the crazy keepers that they had. So it's, it's interesting. Two first rounders. Let's just close the like loop with the AJ trade, if you guys wouldn't mind. Because I, I know this isn't like, twice. your logic is sound. You're saying, hey, I need more running backs. Fournette's got, Fournette and Gordon are both starters. They're going to get their touches. I'm okay with getting rid of DK. And to your credit, like Michael Carter, you, like it just happened that Michael Carter was sold at the worst time. Because after that, he just like all of a sudden became the number one receiving option for Mike White, right? And I get that. I'll give I'll give AJ, AJ didn't back down from taking Carter, so I, I I'll admit I got swindled on that, but AJ did a good job. But yeah. I think the part I don't understand is the picks. So you're one in five at the time. If I maybe maybe I don't remember. I think it was one in five, right? Why give up a higher pick? when you're playing for next year, like you're playing for not 11 this year, but you're also playing for next year. So I give up a superior pick for next year and give up two keepers. Like that kind of screws you for next year, doesn't it? Uh, I don't think it screws me. I know that there's been discussion around reworking draft order. Oh, so you're playing for the lottery ticket. Like you're playing for that. I'm not tanking on purpose. Like, like I said, I'm playing for 11th place. I don't want to lose. I have a seven game losing streak. I've lost. Can't remember what Max cited, but I've lost an absurd amount of the last larger amount of games. Um, <laughs> and so I'm not here like, you know, proud of of, of what I'm doing. I'm just uh, yeah, I don't know. The the pick could be the the whole trade, the the trade could be could reasonably be questioned. I think my uh, my instinct was to move quickly and not be super measured. And we'll see what happens. Very fair. Very, very fair statement. Okay. You know what? Well, I think we can move on from this. And uh, I'll ask, I'll ask both of you since we're, you know, you guys are two and six and one and seven respectively. I'm out of the playoffs. Are you guys thinking about selling right now? Are you buying? Are you trying to make a run? Where are we at right now? I've gotten a lot of interest in Saquon, which is interesting. I don't, I'm not opposed to, to dealing him, but I think to your point, just where we are in the season, you know, what's, what's most important, right? Is it, is it most important to not come in last place? Is it important to set yourself up for success next year? Those are personal decisions that need to be made by myself and co-owner Shabam. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. Those are the, that's the calculus that I'm, that I'm, that I'm thinking through, but AJ. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of both, right? I mean, it's like, I think if you would ask me the question three weeks ago, it would have been a little bit different. I mean, you guys spoke about it on the podcast that my team was positioned kind of well to make a sneaky backdoor playoff run. And then I have been in control of my team. So that clearly hasn't come to fruition. You've had um, some lucky weeks though. Like, I mean, I, I think your team is quality, but yeah, yeah that's some tough. It's just, just overthinking it. Like this past week I had all week, I had Michael Carter in my flex until Late Saturday night, I swapped him for, I think, Judy. And then almost all morning Sunday, Jerry Judy was in there. I wasn't even thinking of Michael Carter. 
and I was between Judy and Gainwell all mm. morning. I couldn't think of which which way should I go with this. And then at the very last second, I threw Gainwell in there, which was great because the Eagles forgot that he was on their team. Um, and had I actually played Carter, it wouldn't have given me the win because I still would have lost, I think, by eight or nine points uh, to Highland. But it's just shit like that where like I spend all week just one guy locked in and then Sunday rolls around and I start freaking out and throw a wrench in the whole thing. <laughs> So uh, I'm definitely not in a position to be attempting to make a playoff run. I don't even think I have that capacity. At this point, I'm always selling. I'm looking, looking at next year and looking at I'll, – I'll hold down 10th place. I don't mind that. 11th, I start to get sweat. Yeah, I, 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 I will also call out – there are three teams at two and six right now. So, you know, we're, we're chasing from the bottom. Do you guys, um, do you guys have any commentary on the, on the Bird Casey trade? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm just, I want to give you the forum in case there's anything you want to say. No, I mean, I off the bat it understood it. I mean, you got Evans and got a better pick because you gave up arguably the best receiver in the NFL. And Berg solidified his team a little bit more. It remains to be seen if he's going to make the playoffs because he's in fifth. He continuously puts up less than 80 points. So there's a few things working against him. But, I mean, the trade on its surface and in the context of how the season's been going, I mean, the trade is fine. I saw it and kind of shrugged and went, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) There was no reason to be, like, outraged at it. I have to admit, I never, ever, ever – wish bad things on any player. Um, when I found out that Aaron Rodgers was going to be out this week, assuming that that's still the case. Immunized Aaron Rodgers. Immunized. When I found out the immunization king was going to be out this week, I was like, wow, I would have, like, if I had Devontae still on my roster, I'd be sweating a little bit because he's obviously tremendous, but like Jordan Love throwing him the ball. I don't know. Right. We'll I see. think this was, I think this was all, I think this was, uh, I think this was, a, I think contracting COVID was a setup by Rogers to show his value in making the Packers start Jordan Love. Whoa. Hot take. <laughs> Piping hot. So do you think he, do you think he didn't actually test positive and said he did or like oh, went oh. out and went to a party and been like, hey, which one of y'all has COVID and like shared drinks the rest of the night? I don't know. A lot of speculation. Yeah, something. Yeah. So back into the awards. <laughs> Toilet bowl of the week. Who did you guys have for this? Can I say my own because of how stupid my roster looked? No, because it was a good game. I mean, you can, but I, I think the Toilet Bowl, and it's not particularly uh, yeah. close. It's not close. Yeah. What a shit show. Um, also, you know, given Fish's interest in trades, he's been talking to me a little bit about Mike Williams as a keeper. Mike Williams has had two bad games in a row with a bye week in between. Weiss, you're a big football guy. Is it time to be concerned about Mike Williams? Two receptions, two weeks in a row. Man, I don't know. Mike Williams was – he was such a dude in college, and he's been a pretty average – I didn't really – I forgot he was the seventh overall pick. But that's because he went – first three weeks he went eight for 82 in a touch – nine for 91 in a touch, seven for 122 and two touchdowns. Since then, he's had three awful games, one reception for 11, two for 27 and two for 19, and one game where he put up eight for 165 and two. Like, I guess maybe the better question is, there's there, like there's, people were starting to say, like, is Mike Williams the one on this team? Is Keenan Allen the two? 
um, and is like, like, are, is it, is it boom bust? Like is, is William, who do you want rest of the year? Allen or Williams? I mean, I, I just think Keenan Allen's probably more proven and more dynamic. I think, I think the two of them will balance out. I mean, cause Mike Williams, how long has he been in the league for? This is his fourth year. This is 2017. Okay. So like almost every other season he's played, he's been that kind of bouncy high scoring game middle of the road scoring game. He hasn't really been like a true wide receiver one that you could really count on. So like the beginning of the season was kind of weird because he just blew up to a point where like all the, you always hear the fantasy football analysts speculating on like, Oh, this guy's going to be the Michael Thomas this year of, of his team. And then Mike Williams actually was to start the year. I think, I mean, obviously he's fallen back to earth a little bit. So I don't really know if he's going to be back to what he used to be. So like good for maybe eight to 11 points on average, or if he's going to be, like you said, have the two, three point games and then go off for like 26 points one week. Yeah, I guess like arguably too, like Herbert, Herbert's numbers are crazy. Herbert in the past two weeks is against Dallas 31 for 41, 338, one touchdown and two picks. And then last week, I'm sorry. That was uh, that's at the beginning of the season. Herbert's gotten, like, I guess, a little bit progressively not. They're not throwing the ball as much. Threw the ball 35 times against New England. I would just never want to play New England ever, as long as Belichick's the coach. It's 18 for 35 for 223, two touchdowns, two picks. It's more of like a Herbert story. Mm. It was Herbert threw four touchdowns against Kansas City, four touchdowns against the Browns. I know they lost that game, but he went from throwing in the, you know, mid three hundreds, he put up 195 yards in the air against Baltimore and then 223 yards against New England. So maybe they're just figuring Herbert out a little bit. Well, I'll tell you who else is figuring it out. The, you know, the, the, the Lee finer put me in coach award had, had a few nominees. I'll just tell you my nominees right now. All of AJ's bench is one nominee. Whole bench. Michael Carter. We all know. If you take out all the rushing, he had nine for 95 receiving, which is literally more receptions and yards than each of Max's first two receiver picks. And that's the Jets running back against the Bengals. Who did that? What a week. So, you know what, AJ, I'm sorry, man. Losing to Hudson and, and Highland back-to-back, it's, a, it's been a tough couple weeks. Yeah, thanks. But you got hasty this week. So the good news is – no, I don't want you commenting at all <laughs> before, before the game starts. This is going to create I can't believe that. a level of like – Can we chalk up AJ for a dub? This is going to create hate towards me that I very much deserve. But I've never had reverse jinxes work for me as well as they did this past week. Like I wasn't even trying to, but I remember that first drive with the Giants – like I was already in a good spot, right? I was like, I was getting on a flight, a cross country flight uh, on Sunday afternoon, right? When the late games were starting. And I was like, fuck man, Evans isn't doing anything. I texted Max. And then Evans scores the 41 yard touchdown while I'm in the air or whatever it was, 40 something yard touchdown while I'm in the air. And I land and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, I got a good, I got a decent shot here. Then Cook has his like tough Sunday night game. And then on Monday, Patrick Mahomes on that first drive looked terrific. He completed every pass, like Tyreek's flying all over the field. 
And I remember just texting Max being like, dude, this is not over. Mahomes looks good, all caps. Two plays later, pick. And I was just like, oh, my God. It's like the coolest week I've ever had in my entire life. Um, yeah, so one, I hate you. <laughs> just awful. But whatever. What are you going to do? So so now, as long as I don't keep losing. But now we've got this award. The, or, or Weiss's co-manager award, the David Cerami head scratcher of the week. Um, Devin, Devin Singletary over Melvin Gordon. I know that uh, Gordon scored two touchdowns and you can't depend on touchdowns, but can you like, just like walk us through that a little bit more? Like why Singletary over Gordon? All right. I'll give you guys a very honest answer. I went to see my Trinity college Bantams play the Williams college Eifman up in uh, Western Massachusetts last weekend on Saturday and similar to how my season has gone. Trinity lost 45 to three. It's the more combined points in a single game that they lost by than I lost over the course of four years playing there. Um, got absolutely smoked in like the biggest rival rivalry game that we had. The weather was so crappy that we left early and I was driving home and my friend Tim, I gave him my phone and I said, make any last minute changes that need to be made. And I actually don't recall if I had Gordon starting, but Singletary was decided by him. I was driving in rain. So I'll put a little bit of blame on him. If another co-manager of mine was running the show, someone like, I don't know, hasty, give me another poly prep backup football player. Oh man. So Nigel doesn't count. (laughs) If Nigel was my co-manager, Nigel might've started well, Nigel probably would have started Devin Singletary. Devontae probably would have started Melvin Gordon. Um, but we can we can move on from that because whoever of you guys put together this this pre-read, I've made some pretty pretty nice you know pickups on the defensive side of the ball over the past two weeks that have been that, that's made. true. Your your defense has been insane. And I traded. I, mean, I, I actually I had Pittsburgh's defense, and I traded Pittsburgh's defense while sitting at a bar before a Sunday wedding to Highland at like 12.55 p.m. a couple of weeks ago for Naheem Hines when I was in yeah. a really tough space from a, from a running back position. AJ, shout out you for jumping on the horn to push that trade through at 12.58 p.m. So I, I figured, you know what, I'll pick up some defenses. And I don't, somehow the – I mean, Eagles against the Lions is kind of a no-brainer, but the defenses that I picked up, the I started the Giants and I started Philly. <laughs> Tell you who shouldn't be your co-manager is that asshole Tim. It's Tim, yeah, Tim is off <laughs> off the list. Off the list. Well, he didn't play football at Poly. Ah, that's the issue. So we got to uh, move on to the shard of the week. The, the you know the commish shard of the week. I think we got a lot of options here. Um, so I'm curious what you guys think, right? So like Hudson started David Johnson, who put up 0.8 points. AJ, you had Gainwell and Pitts, who collectively put up five points. Yeah, pitch was tough. Kirk's whole team is another option. And then finally, we've got Khalif Raymond for Bomb Squad, who put up exactly zero points. He picked up Khalif Raymond that morning, right? Yeah. Sunday morning, and then threw him right in. Threw him right in. Just right into the fire. What a boneheaded idea. And so they still got the win. Hollywood they still got the win. So I don't, I don't, know, <clears throat> I don't know if we can uh, give the shard of the week to, to uh, Khalif, Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond, because, I mean, he still blew out. Mr. B's water bottle by almost 19 points. So like 
it would have been worse had Khalif been anywhere on the field productive. Not to get this away from me, but I don't think we should give it to uh, Gainwell or Pitts. That's 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 all. I'm not even going to give a reason why. I just don't think that they uh, deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Berg's whole team it is. Done. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think we got to move into some some bets. So Weiss, I think you know how this goes, right? We're all betting, and we we'd love your guest bets for the week. Right now, last week AJ was four and four, Berg was four and four, and I was three and five. AJ's got the best betting record of the year, twenty three and fifteen. Berg's five hundred, and I'm at seventeen and and twenty one on my picks. Um, I think we should finish with our game, AJ. So let's maybe we start with Cooler Head Prevails and MAGA. Weiss, MAGA and, and Cooler Head Prevails are playing this week. Um, right now, I have the line at 10. I got Kevin giving 10, um, and I got an over-under at 245. So Kevin's laying 10? Uh, yeah, but actually the line has moved. So let me tell you, because Noah Fant has COVID, uh, oh, Kevin shit. up both the Denver backup, Akwegunam. Yeah. And Dan Arnold. So um, with Dan Arnold, like let's just assume Kevin puts Dan Arnold in, who's projected for seven points. And this is – Kevin's actually up by by one point. Like this is basically a, a pick em. I'm taking Kevin. Kevin in the pick em. Okay. And are you taking over or under 245 points? I'm going to take the over. Over. Okay. Weiss, Kevin over. Cool ahead prevails and over. Um, AJ. Um, I will also take Kev, though I, I don't know how big of a role the, the tight end thing is gonna is gonna play, but I'm going Kev and probably the under 245 has kind of been like once it hits anything above 235, I've just been going under and it's worded. So I'm gonna stick with the under there. Yeah, that's kind of been a, a fantasy winter the last couple of weeks in terms of points score. Um, I will also hammer the under, but I'm gonna take Glenn in this matchup. Um, oh. I'm taking Glenn because Cordell Patterson is playing the Saints. James Robinson is hurt and playing against Buffalo. Like, I don't think this is a great matchup week for Kev. And though Glenn's team has had a really bad few weeks, I think he's going to come back. Like, I think, I think he's going to have some players make some plays. Um, and I'm going to take, take Glenn in the under. So we're going to move on to Mr. B's water bottle versus Yanni Banks. This is a like a real big... quick. We have Berg's picks since um, he oh. was able to send a carrier pigeon from the retreat. So uh, for that last one, he's got Glenn and also the under. Oh, fuck. So he's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> Not going to worry about it. It's tough because this, this particular game has huge outcomes for the league. We got, I think it's, it's, fourth and fifth place playing each other. Um, so if Danny, because of his point total, if Danny can beat Hudson, which I think the whole world assumes he will, um, then he will overtake one of these two players. And the question is, does uh, like assuming points aren't crazy. Um, in this matchup, we got Berg versus Yanni Banks. Um, and Berg is giving four. I'm never betting on... Berg. I should actually say this line has moved a lot too. I'm not sure why it moved so much, but the line now is 12. Berg's giving 12. I like Max on the under. Max and the under. Okay. And the over under is 252. It was like a lot of points. Yeah. 
projected yeah, to be gonna, I think I'm going to go under as well. Sorry. I think the line moved as much as it did because Berg may have had Rodgers in no, he originally. Didn't. Oh, he didn't. Berg, Berg, like the Berg, the, the line moved in Berg's favor. So Max has lost points. I think it's probably yeah, gotcha. uh, like I, I imagine Hopkins' projection went down because of how few snaps he played last week. Uh, sure. It is questionable right now. Kadarius Tony um, could have moved down. Uh, so I don't, I, I, yeah, I think both of those hurt him a bit. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the under and I'm, I'm going to roll with Weiss here. I'm going to take Max. I think hopefully Mahomes could also, because I have him in, uh, actually, no, I can't talk about that. Um, but yeah, stick with Max. I think Mahomes comes back to earth and, and does what, what he does. I'll have a, you have Mahomes? What happened? No, yeah, I have him in another league, but I can't talk about that on this oh. podcast. Oh. So I've been told. Oh, so, okay. Um, but yeah, I think Mahomes does Mahomes things this week and he gets closer to 30 than he does to 10 like he did last week. Okay. Okay. Uh, I hate I hate that I'm doing this, but I will take Berg and I'm going to take the over. I think Devontae will still have a decent game. And, you know, Stefan Diggs is playing Jacksonville. You know, Waddle's playing against Houston. Kamara's got Atlanta. Um, like, I just think it's a, it's a good matchup week for him. The Saints defense, I think will probably do some good things against Atlanta. And then on Max's side, like Michael Pittman's playing the New York Jets. He might score four touchdowns tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> this is a shot. Um, so I'm going to take Max and the, and the over. Is that a home game? Or, you know, tomorrow night. I, it is in Indy. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. I don't know. Carts Wentz is really bad. I don't. I mean, yeah, but so are the. He's not Jets. as bad as the Jets, though. Uh, and we got it. Berg is taking himself and the under. Shocker. Dipshit. Yeah. Right. Um. All right. On to what I think is the the game of the week, um, which is which is AJ you me versus you. Why don't you start us off then, tough guy? All right. <laughs> Um, I am, this is like, this is not a reverse jinx attempt at all. I want to be really clear about that. Um, uh, AJ, I think you're going to beat me. Um, and the reason I think you're going to beat me is because you have some very strong matchups to get. I mean, you don't want Kyle Pitts playing New Orleans, but like Elijah Mitchell has looked great. Michael Carter's gotten 10 fucking receptions a game and Jonathan Taylor's playing the Jets. Um, so I think, uh, and also like, I know the chargers pass defense is phenomenal, but Jalen hurts sucks at passing. He's just really good at doing the thing that the chargers are terrible at defending. I think Jalen hurts might have two touchdowns. So I hope so, man. I think so. I, AJ, you've had it. You've, you've, I've gotten very lucky the last two weeks. You've gotten very unlucky the last two weeks. And I think things will even out. Um, uh, which is part of why I'm thinking about selling. Cause if I lose to you and get five losses, like it's an uphill battle for the playoffs. I'll just say that. Um, so I'm picking AJ. Um, and I, I will say, I think it's going to be the under. Cause I think, I think my team is not going to put up very many points this week. So I got AJ in the under. I'm going to take hasty. Let's go. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to take the over. You know what? Hasty. Uh, this, this is not a reverse jinx attempt at all either. I'm pretty confident that you're going to blow my team out. So I'm going to go you and the over, just like Weiss, the complete opposite bet that you just took. So I'm really hoping that uh, 
I fall down the betting standings. Okay. Um, I, I hope that we both I don't feel up. I hope we both fall up the Omar's Angels standings. <laughs> right there with you. I, I really don't feel great about both of my running backs on Thursday night, though. That's gross. It's just like a weird feeling. Like, I know they should both be fine, but it's just I, – I, it makes me itchy. I don't like it at all. You're going to feel that way until you look at the scoreboard and you have 50 fucking points on Friday morning. Yeah, and then when I, I roll over Tuesday morning and my team put up a collective 65, I'm going to feel like trash. So it's like – it's not great. <laughs> I will say, I think it's going to be a tough week for Marvin Jones against Buffalo. Like that much, that much I'm confident in. What am I going to do? Start Metcalf on the bye? Or Crowder on tomorrow night so I have the rest of my roster going? I've been thinking about starting Elijah Moore uh, in my flex spot just because I want action. Like I want action tomorrow night. And like, uh, what's his name is going to be out? Uh, Corey Davis is like. Davis, right. Not going to play. Um, so I like, I'm about it, but like, I can't do it. It's just the worst decision. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fucking hold back, but I got I me, mean, I got Devonte Booker in that flex spot. Right. Right. Wise. So I can't sacrifice that. Um, but... maybe if you had a co-manager like Jacob Cohen, <laughs> you'd be making some plays that were, is it Jacob? Like, wasn't Jacob Cohen a model for a little bit? There was a period, right, where he was modeling. I'm not being facetious. Really? I have no idea. (laughs) That just doesn't seem plausible. Okay, different different discussion for a different day. And just for the for our listeners, Berg took me and the over. So oh shit, it's not good. So it's yeah, it's gonna be weird. But Uh, yeah, life's life's not. Um, all right. Um, that, that covers it. We've been at this an hour. It's been a hell of a hell of a season, hell of an episode. Uh, any parting thoughts? Don't drive a car really fast, ever, okay. like rugs. Although, if there's any analogy for my season, it's the front of Henry Ruggs' car. Wow. Wise words, stand on. <laughs> We'll see you on the...